thank you for listening to this latest episode of our Unsolved series. This month, we're taking a step back in time, all the way to 1876, to look at Mason County's longest unsolved murder, the death of Luther Foster. Foster was a prominent member of the young Ludington community, but his life would meet a tragic and untimely end. Reports from the Times say someone, possibly multiple people, broke into his home one night, robbing him. Foster chased whoever it was that broke into his home down the street before he was shot. He died a short time later. The murder has never been solved, but is still the center of plenty of speculation in Mason County. I sat down with James Jensen from the Mason County Historical Society to talk about the case. Let's go back to 1876 in Mason County and the town of what would eventually become Ludington. What was it like? What was life like? What was happening here? Well, just to clarify, in 1876, it was the city of Ludington. Okay. Uh, Ludington was uh, incorporated in 1873, but uh, the gentleman we're talking about today, Luther Foster, uh, came here in, in the 1860s to go to work for James Ludington. James Ludington owned all the land around here, or most of it, and started his lumber business here. He lived his whole life, uh, his adult life, in a, a couple hotels in Milwaukee. And uh, so he hired a superintendent, and that superintendent was Luther Hall Foster, who lived here in Ludington and worked on his behalf. And Luther's job was essentially to oversee he was the Mr. Mr. Ludington's of operations, operations locally. That's correct. And this was a bit in 1876. This was a forest lumber town area. Right. Many of the cities along Lake Michigan are here because they're at the ends of rivers where the logs were floated down to the where the mills were. And so we had mills here uh, back into the probably into the 1850s, and some of the early mills, but certainly in the 1860s. Safe to say a booming forestry, lumber milling community yeah, oh yes. in the 1870s. Yes, yes. And Foster quickly made a name for himself in the area. Without a doubt, he, he uh, started, um, well, he was involved in a couple churches. One of them was the Congregational Church, uh, which still exists uh, in Ludington. It's now called the Community Church. It's still, it's still just a couple blocks from here. Uh, he also uh, started the Presbyterian Church, and was one of the people who started that. That was uh, uh, sort of a break off from the Congregational Church and eventually uh, con combined back with the Congregational Church to form Community Church. He was uh, very active in the temperance movement. He was a uh, musician, an actor, uh, very involved in the, in the community. His wife was the uh, belle of the local society. Uh, he, uh, he, he clearly uh, made a lot of decisions uh, on his own, uh, keeping in mind that it was not easy to communicate with uh, his boss who was living in Milwaukee and in, in Luther Foster lived here. So He was a high roller of Mason County. Without a doubt. Uh, and Mason County was a lot different uh, uh, back then, no, no question about it. Because uh, one of the first things that was, some of the first uh, tr uh, lumber that was produced here was here, and it was uh, from trees that grew in this area. This, was, uh, this area was covered with a lot of trees, but a lot of white pine, which is what was utilized in, these, uh, in, in, in the sawmills primarily in the early days at least. But one night in the summer of 1876 changed everything. 
what we know and what and what's in the record at this point is that uh, Luther Foster, his wife uh, Lucy Amelia Foster, and their two sons uh, were in their home, which was at, at the main corners of Ludington, which is now the corner of Ludington Avenue and Gaylord Avenue, but those names were not attached to that location at that time. Uh, they were awakened uh, by some noise uh, in their house and they discovered uh, an intruder or intruders, I'm not quite sure of exactly uh, how many people were involved, but they were uh, burglarizing the home. Uh, the uh, story that has come down through the years is that Luther Foster changed, chased that person and or those people uh, out of his home, uh, up the street, and uh, got into a confrontation with one of them. Luther Foster was shot. Uh, he, he, uh, his wife discovered him and, and uh, he did li live a while, but not too long and he passed away. And uh, the murder uh, that night uh, shocked the community. And uh, there were immediately some people who were uh, questioned I don't know if anyone was ever formally charged. No one was ever convicted of, of, of the murder uh, at all. Uh, but uh, as always, there were rumors that started almost immediately. The conspiracy theorists were running rampant in 1876. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> the, the, uh, and, and the conspiracy theory back in 1876 was that there was a, a, a black book uh, that was in Foster's home that it contained, I guess basically you call it company secrets, perhaps some nefarious doings and so forth, and that that was what was being stolen and that's why Luther Foster changed, chased this uh, burglar out of his home. Uh, I don't know if any of that's true, I don't know if anybody knows that it's true, but it made a great story and it has for uh, a century and a half basically. You talk about uh, it just kind of being shocking to the community. Um, I mean, any murder is shocking in a small town, but this is one it sounds like it just kind of resonated through the community because of who Luther Foster was. Oh, with, without a doubt, you know, without a doubt. It, uh, and he was the most powerful person around because the, the town was owned by James Ludington, the mill was owned by, by James Ludington. Uh, but the person who was here and was running everything and making all the decisions uh, was Luther Foster. And uh, all of a sudden he was, he was gone. And under circumstances that no one quite understood exactly what, ha what happened. Uh, and to this day, uh, it's still talked about. Uh, and still, there are still, there are theories, I suppose, of what happened, but uh, I, I really don't know. Yeah, this, is, this is indeed an unsolved. Mason County's longest unsolved murder and very much so. I don't think anything's ever going to top it. It's safe to say. Um, those conspiracy theories you talk about or the theories in the early day, none of them have ever been proven to be true Not with, to my with this murder. Not to my knowledge, no. This uh, is there, there was a, there was a, a similar theory about uh, a black book in Milwaukee that had some, um, again, company secrets, if you will, in it. 
and uh, and I, I suspect that may have been part of the origin of the conspiracy theory in, in Ludington. Some, some people thought that was something like what was in, discovered in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Black Book. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but the long and the short of it is we just don't know who this one person was, these two people were that broke into the Foster residence and eventually shot him in the street. Right. And in the, in the records we have, the, the, we didn't have a lot of newspapers back then, uh, so there are limited number of, of newspaper re, uh, re accounts available. And uh, the people who recorded that, probably one of the most prominent stories or, or that's been recorded about it was written by Francis Caswell Hanna, who describes the murder scene and what happened and, and so forth. Uh, but one of the issues there is she was born in 1875 and the murder can, occurred in 1876, so she is obviously not describing her personal recollection, <laughs> but what her parents or someone else told her. So. People still talk about this, however many hundred plus, 200 plus years later, about yes. what happened here. I mean, is this a, is this a murder that's ever going to be solved, or is that secret long, long in the grave? I suspect it will, it will never be solved. And that was James Jensen from the Mason County Historical Society discussing the death of Luther Foster. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved, and special thanks to Joe Busick for his help in producing this podcast. Be sure to join us next month as we take a look at another unsolved mystery from northern Michigan. For 9 and 10 News, I'm David Lydon. <laughs>